Hello, everyone, and welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I'm your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? I am uh, intoxicated. I thought you were going to say found. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's what we got to do this week. So we <laughs> fucking love pre-screeners, yeah. guys. It's my shit right yeah, here. We yeah, we fucking love pre-screeners. You're how so... deep our fucking voices are right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to go ahead and thank Joshua Brucker mm-hmm. for giving us the pre-screener for what we're about to talk about. Welcome to this week's epi- mini-sode of The Woodman. Whoa. Dude. Whoa. This movie is so much fun. It's funny, too, because like, we just did a found footage film, mm-hmm. which, as some of you are aware, I'm not the biggest fan of. Right. And I got to tell you, like, Indy's killing it right now, right? I feel like these are, uh, and this isn't a diss to, towards anyone who's making found footage shit. I feel like these are easy movies to make in terms of, like, budget. And that totally. kind of thing, and what you're able to establish from a cinematography and acting, casting, sound design standpoint, and that kind of thing, you can generate some real fear in this shit. And I think that the genre, rather the subgenre, lends itself to that. Absolutely, and I think there is a lot of space mm-hmm. too in this genre because. Me too, man. <laughs> in this movie specifically, um, it comes from was it cryptid films i think they called it yeah uh crypt the cryptid verse um is what the is what what this is existing in yeah cryptids being the um abbreviation of cryptozoology which is the study of things that may exist based Mm -hmm. on unsubstantiated evidence and she and and eric is saying that right now because i asked him that earlier because i actually didn't know what cryptid meant i didn't either and i like knowing stuff yeah so i i i'm the uh the resident googler and (laughs) this is this is the energy that i bring to the party i'm gonna help settle every argument and every debate right here and now that's what i do because i I seek the truth because he wants you guys to stop sounding like fucking idiots because I seek the truth. That's what Uh, we're doing. So, yeah, man. But um, let's just get into first impressions, dude, because like, holy shit. Like this, all all that I've got to say, tent scene (laughs) or tent sequence or whatever you want to call it. Oh, my God. Yeah. uh, Dan Grogan. Uh, who played in the scene that you're talking about yeah. was out of this fucking world. I do want to give a an itinerary shout out yeah, yeah, real yeah. quick because there are some familiar faces to our show and people that we support and stuff that like we want to make sure you guys are watching and people that you're following. So Anna Clary playing Don Becker, Dan Grogan, as we were just saying mm-hmm. in the tent scene uh, as Dr. Scott LaRoche. La Roche. La Roche. It's La Roche, baby. <laughs> we had Hunter Nino as Ben Logan. Elsie Holt. What, what? what Welcome what? back to it. As Tom this Murphy. Everything these days. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, you just keep running into Elsie like, Holt shit. I was like, I feel like you throw a rock and you can't hit something that he <laughs> and or Kamarakol yeah. aren't in. Right. Uh, right. So Connor Flynn as Connor Flynn. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Bailey Harrington, what what as Lana Haywood. Um, Welcome back. So now that we can kind of get into uh, now that you guys recognize some of the names and the people that we're talking about, like, dude, goddamn, that's the, that's all that I've got to say is just I'll I'll tell you this is. And I, I really don't think I'm being hyperbolic. This is one of the best found footage films I've watched in quite some time. Yep. And, and again, like, I'm just not a fan of these to begin mm. with. Like, I get where the art perspective comes in. Yep. Um, I get what people are trying to do. I try not to, like, undercut that. But I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Because, like I said, I feel like these are easy to make. But when you get them right... They you hit get the Blair so Witch. much harder. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, this is one of those movies that really gets it right. And I'll go on the record now as saying, like, I don't care if it's an unpopular opinion. I think this is better than the Blair Witch. Because the, yep. Blair, the Blair Witch for me, like, I, I enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything happens in that movie. Even at the end. Like, it's a dude putting his face into the wall and people going, oh, and that's the antithesis of the entire fucking movie. Whereas this, like, we have about probably about three storylines that we would consistently follow, right? The concept being that all of these, uh, uh, you know, SD cards or whatever were found (laughs) on the, you know, in in the in the jungles of the smoky mountains <laughs> so it's you know it's it's um found footage in the sense that it's found footage certainly but it's also uh you feel a little bit pulled into it in a kind of a present tense sense which is really effective storytelling too um and just like you're talking about like the convergence of a couple of different you know three or four really i mean yeah like when you really get down to it there's a bunch of moving parts here that sort of you know, uh, you were talking about like the culmination at the end and everything when it all comes to a head and that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, we're we're trying really hard to keep it spoiler free. We're also Absolutely. on our like third movie episode, <laughs> I'm, like my second Graham, <laughs> right? So that's where we are this evening. But I don't think that that it certainly didn't impede my experience. No, not not by any means. And I I feel like this movie starts off really strong. I think that we get Bailey Harrington and Connor Flynn yeah. uh, at the beginning of this movie in a very a very welcome opening to what is going to be a found footage mm-hmm. movie. You know, Connor Flynn does an amazing job of explaining like the cryptids mm-hmm. and what we're getting into. Some good world and, building and right out of the gate and kind of like dropping you into this this story. Absolutely. And the one thing that I'm not going to spoil but you'll notice when you uh hear connor flynn's opening Mm -hmm. is the uh title for this episode or this episode jesus christ (laughs) minisode well (laughs) i'm teasing for this movie was when you think you know you still don't Mm -hmm. and again i'm a person that is really good at guessing what is going to happen in a movie and it's not that this movie like kept me guessing the whole time mm. because again it's it's found footage. We're just rolling with the punches and we're rolling with everybody else. Yeah. 
but as far as like what I thought the cryptid was going to be, they did an incredible mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. of what was actually mm-hmm. fucking happening mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. It was so fucking visceral. It, it It is. And it's, it's interesting you bring that up because it's not even like, I, I feel like people would go into this and would have an impression like we did. Totally. Um, And it's not that your impression is wrong as much as it is all of those breadcrumb trails mm-hmm. are there from the very beginning and it's kind of your fault for getting it wrong give you too yeah, exactly and yeah, that's what so- i'm saying it's kind of your fault for fucking that up yeah. and kind of misplacing <laughs> you know what i'm saying so not to get too deep into it because again we can't but yeah man it's it's uh th- this did a really good job of building a slow burn uh, of suspense yeah. and you know sound from especially from a sound design standpoint in certain aspects mm-hmm. um some of the sim uh, all of the cinematography was great but like some of the decisions like you were talking about like camera placement here and there yeah. and that kind of thing was really like wow yeah okay we're building something towards something greater right I will say that this movie starts off very strong in that first scene. There is some shit that, like, obviously, again, we're not trying to give any spoilers, but there was that moment of, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yep. I always love being dragged into welcome to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Again, no pun intended. Dragged into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Speaking of being dragged into it, yeah. shout out. I, I was actually talking to Bailey about mm-hmm. this project. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, congratulations. Like, you know, I'm, I'm super glad you're a part of this. And she was like, I'm actually the first AD. So she's also the assistant yeah. director on this as well, which is super Bailey Harrington cool. doing Bailey Harrington things. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of just her MO. Because that's what yeah. I, I messaged her. I was like, dude, are you yeah. doing sound on this too? Like, are, <laughs> right, you, are, right. you just, right. are you just every if piece y'all, of um, this fucking movie? If any of our listeners are considering making a horror movie that need a Swiss army knife, <laughs> I can I can digitally introduce you to our, uh, our friend Bailey. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of another one of our friends, before we get into a lot of this and something that I want to emphasize so much because I have been talking to him about it so much, mm-hmm. um, Tyler Horner, mm-hmm. such a such a sweetheart of a human being, is he's a very kind human being. Yeah. And his cinematography is so yeah, fucking good. 110%. He, he's actually on the chopping block right now at Horror Hound mm. in Indianapolis. And that is a mm-hmm. big fucking deal. Yeah, huge flex, Tyler. Uh, for Phantom Fun yeah. World, for those of you who have been following us, you know that like we fuck with Phantom Fun World right. really hard. And they're... Phantom Fun World, by the way, is up for eleven nominations. Well deserved. Right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tori Jones. Again, it's it's not. I'm not trying to undercut it. And, and oh like, yeah, it's like oh well, I knew they were gonna. Yeah. Go. Not, you know, it's not like that. It's just like holy shit. Like <laughs> yeah, he's the goat. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it is cool. But it's well deserved. Like I said, I mean, I feel like excellence. And I feel like I was trying to excellence. drive that into his head while I was talking to. Him. I was like, dude, that is a big fucking mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. like and he's he's entirely too humble yeah no yeah um also while we're talking about tyler i do want to talk about the fact that he has i think at the beginning of next year is about when it's going to come out uh but we'll have the house among the trees 
uh, which Elsie cool. Holt is a part of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was written and directed, and I assume the cinematographer was also sure was also Tyler uh, for that one. So, dude, fucking big mm-hmm. props, fucking you're killing it out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, moving into more of this is. I I will say the only thing I had about this movie was it needed more Frank Dormani. <laughs> and, and, and I understand that it's a found footage right. film and there's not just like, you know. I was going to say, I think I'm going to not anti-Frank, but anti your point. I yeah, think I'm going to. That's, di- that's I, I all think, it is. Yeah. I think I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you on that. You know, I know yeah. because there's no fucking jungle beats playing in the forest. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know it's yeah yeah and 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 that's just all it is and i I think with a being a person that does a lot of editing like a lot of that dead space i think kind of kind of catches my not ear Mm. you know and kept you glued though didn't it oh it did Mm. it did because we had amazing performances so i want to start off with um anna cleary's performance because the way that her character is introduced um as somebody who has lost his father um watching her sort of act through the go through the motions and again i don't feel like it's a spoiler as much as it is just like a testament to her sure um that's that's something that's really really important to nail I would mm-hmm. I would assume it like I would certainly assume as an act actress, you know. Um, but it's like, man, you can tell when people don't get that grieving process right. Right. As somebody that's experienced it, you know. Right. And so seeing that's one of those things where it immediately grabs me and it immediately pulls me and it's like not only am I empathizing with this, but I also am um kind of looking at it from a critical eye standpoint too you know <laughs> it's, and it's like again like i said when you nail it you nail it um i i, I loved uh her performance throughout and uh in the multiple different tones that she had to bring to the table throughout the film and everything there's there's it's more than just you know sad girl vibes you know what i'm saying we're not totally we're, we're totally. not we're not gonna phoebe bridgers this whole thing kind of vibe you know oh, what i mean nice but it's like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like uh it's it's just cool seeing somebody that has that range that can explore yeah, that absolutely you know within the same within the same film like not only with like the context of the storytelling, but just having the personality that her character carries and having the uh, weight that she's carrying as well and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And being able to act in all those roles within that same role really is just super, super sick to watch. Yeah. And really just to piggyback on that, you know, like we just saw Anna Clary in Late Checkout, which yeah. if you have not seen that yet, it's probably because it's not available to you yet but you should be on the lookout for it she delivers this not the same performance but a a great performance Mm -hmm. in that as well you should but and not to cut you off i'm so sorry but like you you should also be on the uh, on the lookout for anna cleary i would say just in 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 any and everything because i really feel like this like she's one of those people that is we're going to be able to like i knew her before she was famous (laughs) <laughs> you know, I I feel like well, that's kind of the caliber of actress we're dealing with 100%, here. One hundred percent, and that's uh, you know what I'm gonna piggyback on the piggyback at this. Go point. for so it. There's yeah. like four stacks of me. It's just on the stack. Writing like fucking somebody out of Aladdin, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're building storm. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the storm count. My magic players. Storm counts at four, yeah. baby. Let's go. Um, but no, you're you're one hundred percent right. Um not that I thought you that you were wrong <laughs> by any means. I'm never say. wrong. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Tell me, do you have to capitalize shit in an email address? Nope. <laughs> Turns out you don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it turns out you don't. I'll admit when I'm wrong, and like you, when you say hype versus hyped. So. Uh, we're not getting into that on this one. I'm also the editor. I will All I'm saying is I'm the one that admits when I'm wrong, and you are you. So Yeah, I don't have to admit when I'm wrong. You would have to be wrong to do that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, but I really enjoyed her in late checkout, like we were talking about. Yeah, I was again as someone who doesn't really care for found footage films. I think they're cool. I get the premise. I'm not. I'm not shitting on it by any mm-hmm. means. I was blown away by mm-hmm. her performance. Like I had never felt a sense of realism mm-hmm. than in the first monologue that she gives, right. and. It was, it, it like the humanity. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it just kind of yeah. grabs you, and she, I, I, Anna, if you're listening to this right now, like you fucking pulled yeah. me into this story. Second of all, we love you so much. We yeah. wish you all, <laughs> Will we, you marry Eric? We, we, so we, we can <laughs> hang out. So we can hang out and have tea. We uh, wish you. <laughs> we wish you all of the best moving forward because you absolutely fucking deserve it. You're yeah, the one. Absolutely, you're the one. Amazing performance. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I thought that there was a lot that was fun at mm-hmm. the beginning of this movie. You know, and maybe it was the drugs, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- there was a lot that, like, you know, I thought Elsie's performance was very Elsie, yeah. which I loved. You know, keeping he, it clean. He, he always just brings himself As we to like the to table. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he started talking shit about podcasts for a second. Right. And I was like, I'm over here not trying to take it personally. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he would have done our episode. Uh, while this was being filmed if if i'm if i'm looking if i'm like lining up all the stars in my head here yeah that would be correct i think you're right yeah i think you're right which is just funny (laughs) super humble guy too you know like super down to just hang out and talk about very real very straightforward uh, you know really loves comics yeah yeah, as well which was like the nice like (laughs) segue Uh for that one he's got good taste in horror movies too totally natural i mean natural i mean his fucking pick was a dawn of the dead you know (laughs) that's the energy i'm here for yeah but anyways uh the movie that we're talking about with the woodman you Mm -hmm. know um one thing that i i really want to talk about for a second and i want to do this as like a generalization throughout the movie Mm is I want to give a shout out to my man Tyler fucking Horner. Mm. I I think one of the biggest maker breaks that found footage has is cinematography. Yep. Cuz like I get that everybody loves the Blair Witch, but I got lost in it mm-hmm. really quick and I think Cuz it's so disorienting. It's so disorienting and I think that's like part of the magic of the mm-hmm. like late 90s early 2000s that yeah. it kind of offered mm-hmm. whereas like this is kind of one of those things that felt 
more real because no. you know we well, one of the things that like kind of stands out in my head is when we did our uh as above so below mm-hmm. episode and we talk about how the camera kind of drops mm-hmm. while one of the characters is getting beat to death by mm-hmm. like the guide or the yeah. <laughs> the the knight that was yeah, laying yeah. on the slab mm-hmm. or whatever um and it just didn't make sense the way that we were watching this death happen mm-hmm. whereas like everything that was in this movie felt very linear mm-hmm. right yeah yeah yeah. it's definitely one of those things where um part of what makes found footage effective is the fact that you never breach from that concept of you just have a guy with a camera on himself or whatever they choose to be focusing on you know what i mean and once you breach from that like movies like as above so below or um what's another one we've done I mean, we've done we've done quite creep, a few. Creep, fucking, creep was the other one that yeah. I was thinking of, where it it Our first episode, yeah, where it breaches that. Also, how far we've come, like oh not to take away from a spoiler episode. But it feels like, like it's Jesus been a while. Christ. It like, feels you guys like it's can been a good hear while. Us right now, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just as drunk as I was back then, motherfuckers. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I am past that. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, when when there's a, when there's a breach from that etiquette, you know, it it totally. it's sort it's it's not only immersion breaking, but it is so it's such an antithesis of like what found footage is about. Yeah, right. It would be like if the Blair Witch Project had sequences where there was just this like bird's eye camera or some, you know what I mean? And the it's like drone, right? Yeah, and it's like that's <laughs> not it's not really found footage though, is it? Because yeah. you like have yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so having having the uh, wherewithal um, to know where to put the camera if you don't want to be if you don't want your mm-hmm. camera character to be holding the camera is uh, paramount, you know, and and in terms of like mm-hmm. the cinematography, certainly, but just the storytelling as well. And there's a lot like Tyler, like we. There's one sequence that I'm not going to get into, like from a plot standpoint. I was but, saying, but let's talk about the tent. Uh, well, let's, so uh, no, it's not even the tent. Oh, it's, it's okay. Before, it's before the tent. I would love to talk about the tent, but like, um, it's a sequence, and you even pointed this out where he like lays a camera down on the ground oh, and yeah. it's facing this stump that's kind of like the stump is a plot device for the Tyler, sake of stop you know, me so hard for you um, like, <laughs> and the way that it's all framed with one character not mm-hmm. out of frame but just slightly in frame and it's occupying one section of the screen one kind of yeah. quadrant of the screen and everything i think you nailed it when we were watching it it's about yeah. like what i'm talking what i was talking about was about 30 percent of the screen right, right? Yeah, yeah 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 30 to 50 percent depending on what part of the foreground you're focusing on on your illicit <laughs> substances <laughs> but everything like that's, your mom yeah, right like my mom yeah that's fair yeah that's 100 percent fair um she would be hyped to be on this uh podcast by the way um oh, word. but she <laughs> but word. my point being is it was such a gorgeous shot because everything is happening in the background yeah and that's only because the foreground is completely still that you can focus on the background right. and that's what adds to the the, the suspense route. yeah the, you know it, the, the build-up that mm-hmm. like we're, we're not being given all the information you know yeah absolutely so and, and that's that's kind of like the give and take that i get with a lot of found footage films and i think this one kind of gave more mm-hmm. 
And I think that's kind of what you have to do. It, it forced you to feel connected while being disconnected. You wanted to be yeah. you wanted to be closer to the action mm-hmm. in moments and you wanted to be farther away from it in moments, but it carried you based mm-hmm. on where they wanted to place that camera and it forced you into a hole that made you feel uncomfortable. You totally. Know? And that and that's that's how you know it's good found footage. Yeah, and film. And, and obviously we don't want to uh spoil the cryptid for this. But what I do want to say about this movie is with it, with exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about, like literally picking off, piggybacking off mm-hmm. of that. Storm counts at five. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there was this sense the whole time that, like you were saying, like it it pulls you in mm-hmm. because for me, when I'm watching a lot of found footage films, I'm just like. You know, I'm lighting the next blunt mm-hmm. or whatever. Because you to... feel like you can skip this and, and for, actually, for, for 30 seconds to like, you know what I mean? I think a better example, and I think I told you uh, while we were watching this, is like a lot of found footage films, I feel like I'm so disconnected and I think it's part of my autism. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm not picking up on like, like I'm not watching this as someone who is watching a movie yeah. that is being filmed by the person in front of them. I am a person that is just watching a movie. Yeah. And this moved me. Th- this moved me. I know. It do move me. It do, it do move me. <laughs> That's Patreon content right there, baby. <laughs> yes. Um, but this movie actually gave me like a sense of connection. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and not just like a character connection, because it's a lot of, you know, I don't really give a fuck about but, that. No, right. <laughs> but you were meant to see everything that was shown to you and you were not meant to see anything that wasn't. Because I was looking for it. Right. And, I, I was looking for it hard. And that's powerful <laughs> shit. Um, especially when there are moments where there is stuff that's happening in the mm-hmm. background that you may pick up on if you're kind of eagle-eye viewing it. And, yeah. that kinda, and then there's moments where you think you're supposed to be looking for that kind of thing, and it's mm-hmm. just not there. It, it, it forces you into this corridor you know (laughs) and that's so effective and that's entirely cinematography and like dude tyler bro bro like you've got this shit on lock i'm so hyped for him to fucking wait i'm so hyped for him to fucking slay horror hound I, i i know i cannot wait to see what 10 years later looks like for tyler you know what i mean 10 years later i hope i'm working with this right right right. (laughs) because the instincts are are there you know that absolutely you you want to talk about like film iq and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then like just as a concept and everything um that can be taught but i really feel like this dude was just maybe he's born with it you know <laughs> you maybe know? it's maybe right you know um it, it just exists and it's palpable and it, you know well and, and one thing i do i do want to say this is not like my own ego boost or anything like that um i've been editing our short film as uh, a lot of our followers know mm-hmm. um and i when i watch it like this mm-hmm it's it's just one of those things where like i know what i'm editing and i'm looking at what we're doing and all of that kind of shit like i'm looking at the smallest amount of angleture yeah of just the scene you know and 
Tyler just fucking has that. Mm-hmm. Like he just—it's it, not even just that he has it for editing. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he just shot it that Gra- way. Yeah. And granted, we're seeing a final product. I mean, I'm sure he's as much as a perfectionist as you and I both are. And that sure. Kind of thing. And there are certainly errors and things like that involved. But um, his ability to be able to diagnose when it's right yeah. is something that you either have or you don't have. You yeah. Know? And we've seen plenty of shitty horror movies mm-hmm. where people just don't have that. You yeah. Know? And he, assu- uh, assuming he did what a cinematographer does throughout this mm-hmm. entire movie, like... I'm just like gonna try and stop sucking his dick at some point <laughs> but like this this entire movie was for again as someone who doesn't enjoy found footage films from like mm-hmm. what the apex I guess is supposed to be I had so much fun mm-hmm. I had so much fun based on what he was giving the derivative of the director correct yeah like uh, I I just like yeah I I think this is a movie that should be more groundbreaking than Blair Witch. I don't mm-hmm. think it will be because it won't. Yeah, because the internet's full of shitlords. Mm-hmm. But that's where we come in as under the floorboards. And if mm-hmm. you want to check us out on Patreon, check us out for three dollars a month. I'm not going to keep getting on that. But the fact of the matter is, is we're getting on people that are doing the do and they're yeah. doing it fucking right we don't we also like make a point of um not fucking with people who we don't fuck with you know yeah. what i mean it's it's not like we're just taking the handouts and like oh this is my best friend in the world bro you know it's it dude if if we're not fucking with you on social media it's because we like either are working on fucking with you or we just don't fuck with you you know <laughs> you know what right I mean? so right. it's like um it the 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 shit that we're calling out and the shit that we're going over dude if is i was in an 11 year relationship i would marry kamara tomorrow right <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> happy birthday kamara if you're listening right happy birthday and uh yeah so it's it's just one of those things for me where it's like i i feel like it's really easy to say like hey this is a podcast that like like dives deep into indie especially in sports indie and that kind of thing they must be getting paid off now we're not getting fucking paid dude we wouldn't be making this shit if we didn't love this shit we we Mm -hmm. wouldn't be like supporting these people if we didn't support these you know what i mean it's just one of those things like come on now you know so (laughs) whatever i mean i'm i'm gonna get off my high horse here but it's not but, about being on a high horse, yeah. man. It's really just that thing, and I'll fuck it. I will fucking piggyback on that. Mm, storm counts that, at six. Yeah, storm counts at six. Let's yeah. fucking go. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, guys, like if you're listening to this right now, part of the reason we're doing so many pre-screeners is because there are movies that you should know about that are better than movies that have a four million dollar budget that you unfortunately probably wouldn't know about have we not done this work we're not shaming you for that not at all it's not your fault it's not anybody's fault it's just the way it is yeah you know because we have like there are so many movies like wolf hollow that comes out on august 8th for 6 6.99 uh Mm pre-order on 
<laughs> iTunes, Voodoo, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which are all top trending right now. And I'm not saying that because we're getting paid. I'm saying that because I want you to <laughs> because fucking we aren't getting paid. <laughs> yeah, because we're not getting paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm saying this because I want you to fucking yeah. watch it. And this is a movie that I'm telling you I don't like this format. Mm-hmm. Right. It's and one of the I best found footage movies movie. I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's short. It's I think it clocks in at like an hour and ten, hour and fifteen, somewhere in that territory. I think or it's something an hour like and fifteen that. plus right. or minus five. And it's like you know, again, it's one of those things that, like, that's true horror, right? Yeah. And, and it, I, I personally, and this is why I'm a, fil- a fan of, like, short stories and short films and that kind of thing, is because I feel like if you can tell a cohesive, complete story in a not, you know, Peter Jackson <laughs> format of, like, length of time <laughs> that you have to operate within and that kind of thing. Twelve I, years right, later. I feel like you're really getting somewhere you know I, right. I feel like you've really achieved something so that's that's just kind of what it is for me um let's talk about uh tent sequence and then if you have any final thought so um this is one of those things for me we've talked about this before and i can't remember we because... definitely tiptoed around or i tiptoed around this for a while well that you tried to br- bring up like 30 minutes ago i was it's just it's just what stands out to me you know what yeah. i mean um like as somebody who, um, this was the last episode we were talking about scouts, right? We haven't, I'm already intoxicated. I'm so intoxicated that I can't remember what I've already talked about and what I haven't talked about today <laughs> and on, I felt on this that. episode. Um, as somebody that was in scouts, as somebody that always found a lot of peacefulness. Oh, it was in, this episode. Okay. As somebody who felt a lot of peacefulness in nature and sleeping outside and that kind of thing has never been a problem for me. Um, the premise of hearing a noise in the woods that is uncharacteristic of your surroundings is something that I feel like there have been more ghost stories told around a campfire than we, than I have dollars in my pocket Mm -hmm. right now. You know what I mean? And it's just like, um, so the, from a sound design standpoint, from a, from a directorial standpoint, writing standpoint, whoever made the call to make our cryptid in this instance, make the noises that they're making in the woods mm-hmm. genius genius oh, absolutely because the angle that the camera is operating in within this tent with our actor um tell me his name again i'm so sorry uh dan grogan dan grogan uh as dr scott laros and dan i'm sorry i don't know your name by heart i'm really bad with names it's nothing personal uh a you acted your ass off in the pure terror 110 percent. that the flirting with that line between like i said pure terror and absolute fascination which right. is really started off with right. hard mm-hmm. like it really was that like i'm the doctor and mm-hmm. i'm here to do the doctor's work let me explore and- and it you turned know. into fear mm-hmm. and like one of the things i do want to talk about in this scene is there is a creative liberty that i think a lot of found footage films don't take yeah and i i i know that you'll agree with me is the tent collapses slightly mm-hmm. it doesn't completely collapse or whatever mm-hmm. but the amount of fear that dan put into that scene was i like that was something that pulled me into right. this movie past anna edge you know of my I mean? seat kind of shit yeah and this was the sequence that really stole the show for me i will okay i, I will say that okay. I, I really think that this is the one that really 
um, put the bar where it, it needed to be. Um, yeah. In spite of everybody else's yeah. amazing performances. I mean, I really feel like this is one of those moments where um, if it had been me, this would have been what my teaser for this movie was. Yeah. Was this entire sequence with no context. Yeah. And up to the point of like the reveal. Yeah. You know, and everything. Um, that or just the ankle. It, well, and maybe you know, and yeah, exactly, and yeah, just, and yeah, let it yeah. and let it tease a little bit because this, I think, is kind of that calling card for found footage. Yeah, I think this is your um, uh, mighty mighty Boston's impression that I get is the calling card for ska. You know what I mean? I, I just I, imagine Tyler like laying in the back of this tent <laughs> while he's like adjusting <laughs> the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it always comes back to less than Jake. Right. And so, <laughs> right. And man, it's it was just one of those sequences for me. Like, again, intoxicated Eric at fucking 1145 p.m. on a Sunday night doing our third episode, doing our day. third episode of the day. <laughs> I'm burned out. I'm tired. I am used to going to bed at about 830 at this point in my life about where I am as a human being right now. Um, and here I am. But Anna Clary kept him awake. Well, and yeah, yes, I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm in all seriousness, I'm on the edge of my seat during this sequence in spite of all these factors that should be putting me to bed right now, you know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, I don't know that anybody could have done it better. I don't know that you, I don't know. I don't know that you could have put like a triple A actor or actress in that situation Mm -hmm. with a triple A director and writer and made something that was better or more visceral or more cerebral than this. I mean, this was one of those absolute goosebump bone chilling Mm -hmm. kind of sequences, the unknown, which is the point of the whole movie. You, it's right. It's not a problem until it's a problem. You don't know until you know, or you know, until you don't know. That's what this was echoing. And it was so poignant. I feel like the point of the movie was really driven home in this sequence. Um, again, just totally. And then you get the reveal, which in my opinion was really what sort of, steered the direction of the movie moving forward after establishing what it is in Mm -hmm. fact that we're dealing with right i will go on the record as saying this is my favorite cryptid i've ever seen 100 percent um wow yeah no i that's i as somebody that knows this man and has known this man for a really long time that's high praise yeah this this is the best cryptid movie Mm-hmm. air quotes yeah, yeah that that i've ever seen um everything was convincing about it uh again like i we can't praise the cinematography enough for tyler um the performances were out of this world yeah. you know and there were a handful of shots that we can't get into that i was really blown away by mm-hmm. because again as someone who can like really kind of like guess the plot of a movie Mm -hmm. and it's not that i didn't guess the long-term plot yeah but like the way that it was cut up was really really Mm -hmm. satisfying like the the, this was a movie that i think will give you a lot Mm -hmm. i think this is a movie that will give people a lot when they watch it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's definitely like i said edge of your seat low like slow burn you know Mm -hmm. low temperature 
and it just keeps going and going and going and going and you're building that suspense and you're building that what is it that we're seeking what is mm-hmm. it that's out there and that's so effective and it, it, it's funny you call it slow burn because you're 100 percent right it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with what you're saying for me uh i i always feel like i approach these movies uh to what is intrinsic about it and th- like you're saying with the slow burn there's so much that yeah. kind of leads up to what is actually happening in this movie and I'm usually here for that shit because mm-hmm. it's always just like the coy dialogue between yeah. people that like either matter or don't matter and like all this bouncing back and mm-hmm. forth. And the actually, the last thing I really want to say about this movie, I was so impressed by the sound quality. Mm-hmm. I was so fucking impressed. There was like one scene that was a little bit hard. It's not even that it was rough. It was just kind of like hard for me because mm. I didn't understand what was happening at first. But like the the sound quality mm. in indie is sometimes like really rough. Mm-hmm. Like there's just people that it can just, be hard to nail down. They just well, they just totally jump ship on mm-hmm. it. Or right. like people that made the movie are like, I'm going to be the sound editor, too. And I'm, I'm not saying this like egregiously, but I... Even as a sound editor, sometimes right. I'm just kind of like, uh. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and as a musician, I care about things like mixing. You know, yeah. that matters for Fuck your, you know. <laughs> Eric messaged me the other day because I asked him how our new format uh, came out, which if you're listening right now, I would really love your feedback <laughs> on that. But with the lightning strikes, he was like, honestly, dude, I about shit my fucking trousers. Yeah, that was way too loud. <laughs> way too loud. But we people need feedback like that, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And you don't know that you fucked up. And it's it's like... Because when I made the cut, it wasn't that loud. Right. And when I mixed it, mm-hmm. it was that Cause, loud. Because you're not doing things like listening to it through a Bluetooth speaker or listening to it through your car speaker. Or when listening you're to editing. it for the fifth time. Like. Right. You're not, <laughs> you're not hearing it in all these different mediums. And from a music mixing standpoint i mean you have to keep things like that in mind you like you have to listen to a headphone mix you have to listen to a monitor mix you know and totally it's like, those are those are typically two different things and you try to find a happy medium between totally. both of them um and i i can imagine that sound design for a film is no less involved when you are really putting in that effort you yeah know, to make it right because you know at the end of the day most people are probably watching this on a tv if you're not editing through your tv you yeah. know what I mean? It's like that probably yields different results, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the I don't know about you, but the last thing that I do want to say about this movie mm-hmm. in its entirety is I would love to do an episode when this actually drops. Mm-hmm. I would too. Uh, and break the, it down. Yeah, yeah, there there are things that I, and I know Eric did as well, that we really, really loved about this movie. I want to give it up one more time for fucking Anna Clary, mm-hmm. Dan Grogan, yep. Elsie Holt, Connor Flynn, Bailey mm-hmm. fucking Harrington, mm-hmm. man. Like, I just saw Bailey for the first time acting in, I know she works for uh, Soft Stick Sound, mm-hmm. uh, which is a company that I really hope to work with uh, in the future. 
Which is also a, uh, an account on Instagram that if you are a filmmaker mm-hmm. or just a fan of this genre or film in general, you should mm-hmm. be following for all of their... They, I really feel like they do a great job of, like, education, mm-hmm. you know? Alex Garcia, man, mm-hmm. fucking kills it. I mean, he did Late Checkout. He did... Or the, I don't actually. I don't think that Softstick did this mm-hmm. one, but we'll hop. So we'll hop off of it. But he, d- it, they have done a lot of shit that we have talked about on this. The show. point being, it's a lot of blue collar kind of people in this exactly. thing that can just work their ass mm-hmm. off that are doing the damn thing and learning how to do it perfectly that have just haven't gotten that you know haven't ascended yeah. yet right. And it's I feel like a lot of people in this industry are in that territory. And what I can tell everybody right now is I've used free boom. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is like a person who is working my boom mic for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did a great job. Yeah. It's nothing against them. I would much rather have a professional mm-hmm. on it. And yeah. I am super hyped to work with them in mm-hmm. the future. And again, moving forward uh this movie had so much power in it uh mm-hmm. anna clary again like i just can't blow her enough mm-hmm. like <laughs> right <laughs> she it's it's not even that she carried the film mm-hmm. it was just there was a weight of the film that was happening the whole time yeah. that never stagnated because mm-hmm. of her yeah and that's hard it is that's hard in found footage mm-hmm. you know um so we loved her very much tyler horner Mm -hmm. dude like you Uh, know i was gonna say if i if i could just you know and it feels shitty to do this anyway but like i feel like if there's one person whose credit i can give to like the success of this in terms of my first experience with it it would be tyler's just overall you know yeah yeah and and for some of our listeners out there, something I do want to explain just like really quickly, because I'm dumb and didn't know this yeah. as a movie viewer for a long time, is the director is not the person that makes the pictures appear on your mm-hmm. screen. I'm going to repeat that. Mm-hmm. You get, the director is not the person who makes the pictures appear on your right. screen. That's the cinematographer. There is a trained eye. There is a person who is making those angles happen, Mm -hmm. that frame happen. There is so much that goes along with that that I didn't fucking understand for the longest time. And people like Tyler fucking Horner Mm -hmm. do the goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. You can tell he's a student of this shit. And he loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll go ahead and tell you right now, obviously, uh, Tori Jones, who is coming out with The Boy From Below, Mm -hmm. so I would definitely check that out on Instagram, uh, does not hire slouches. Right. We have Frank Dormani as a composer. We have uh, Tyler Horner working on the project. We have fucking uh, Vince Dormani Mm -hmm. as his special effects. There we go. And I got to tell you guys, like, uh, I don't think vince has worked on any of uh tory's projects before mm-hmm. but if he's on it just watch buried hatchet productions all, on all, fucking youtube right like just just fucking watch just, if you have any doubt about what this mm-hmm. dude can do you'll know exactly why he got put on this project i was gonna say you need to be following vince and frank i mean if if you've got like if if you need help in those areas dormani brothers yeah and i really think that like in my in my opinion that needs to be like 
the company name. It's just the Dormani brothers, you yeah, know? Dormani, Dormani, right. Dormani. Because <laughs> these motherfuckers can ball, dude. You I'm know? telling you. Yeah. When, when I found out Vince was 22, I about fucking yeah. shit my pants. Right, right. <laughs> you start, like, posting those gifts of, like, people dropping toasters <laughs> into their bathtub and shit like that. You're like, all right, got it. Yeah, heard. <laughs> But, guys, for listening to this, please remember that, like, especially with the SAG and the AFTRA mm-hmm. shit right now, this is actually the best time to be pushing independent film forward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be horror. It nope. just has to be something, because I can guarantee you that the people that we have talked to and worked with and loved so mm-hmm. much take care of their people. Yep. And it fucking hurts to watch people like Netflix be like, well, you're not on the same Wi-Fi as your mom. And it's just like, well, you don't pay your writers. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Pe- pe- <laughs> the, the, I, and I, I won't get too deep into this because this is a fucking. Uh, this is an episode. I say, this itself. is a pre-screener yeah. episode. This is for, I guess, Patreon people. I was going to say, the point that you're going to make, we could go on for an hour and a half. Yeah, absolutely. But it is one of those things where the amount of money that these studios are making. Versus. Versus what people are actually getting out of Mm -hmm. doing them. The, The fact that there are, which again, guys, like Eric and I are aspiring writers and really want to be a part of this community, whether it be horror or otherwise. Um, the fact that there are these studios that are not only not paying people, but they're not paying people to the point where you have to make twenty six thousand mm-hmm. dollars in a year. Um, that is thirty thousand dollars underneath the poverty mm-hmm. line, right? In today's standards, right? Especially if you're in places like L.A. and mm-hmm. you know where these writers are probably are, are working, are yeah, and living with their families, exactly, with their friends and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Like there are people that are making so little mm-hmm. underneath that line that they can't qualify for health care yeah. when it only requires twenty six mm-hmm. a year. Yep. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I work like 30 hours a week mm-hmm. and I make just under 40K a year. Right. right. That's disgusting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Right. And not what I make because, you know, like <laughs> that's that's what it should be, mm-hmm. you know, and these people are not making residuals. And like you said, we can go on and on about it. No, I'm here for it. And, well, no, because yeah. this movie's about the woodman. Mm-hmm. Um. And what's really important is this is the time where you should be supporting movies like this. Yeah, and I'm just going to pick it up from there. Um, I feel like you really, as uh, fans of this thing, again, it's kind of one of those moral obligation things. I'm never going to ask people to like spend their money because I know money's tight right now. We're just talking about how like nobody really makes what they deserve in this day. Totally. You know what I mean? Um but it is one of those things where it doesn't cost you anything to like something. It doesn't cost you anything to share something. It doesn't cost you anything to comment on a post and engage and b- boost that algorithm for people that you love 
Um, and I just feel like people who are fans should be doing that. I mean, I know social media sucks. I can say that firsthand that like, if I could just delete all my social media and get away totally. from it all, I absolutely would. Um, but the nature of this business and the nature of the world that we live in social media is a necessary evil and you need to be on it. You need to be supporting your people yeah. in, in as many ways as you are capable of doing so and i just yeah. i just again i feel like there's a lot of free ways to do that you know i i don't think that you have to be donating twenty dollars to a campaign if you can't afford to i just feel like it doesn't you know hurt you to be engaged with these people and supporting these people and loving on these people and send them a dm and just say how much you appreciate it i mean shit dude like how many conversations have we started or and that you've initiated with people where it's just it's nothing more than dude you know, I fucking love that story you shared. Yeah. I love that movie yeah. that you worked on. You know, thank you so much for like being a part of this thing yeah. and like, you know, providing me with some semblance of joy. Um, and everybody loves that. The, yeah. The, 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 nobody on the planet doesn't want to be told that they are appreciated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it, <laughs> it's, yeah. Cause it's not even like an ego trip. For not us. at all. It's just like, Oh, like, I, I was, you know, I was explaining to somebody, there is absolutely, and I know John's not usually the sappy one. That's on okay, the, go for it. Podcast, but, I'm here for it. Let's, but, <laughs> one, but one of the things I was explaining, I was explaining to somebody is there is absolutely nothing on the face of this earth that I as a human being feel more than knowing that I made somebody smile right. today. Exactly. I made somebody laugh. Exactly. I made somebody's day a little bit brighter. I don't have to be the highlight. Mm -hmm. I just have to be a thing that they heard that made their day just incrementally better. Mm -hmm. And that... It's all the validation in the world anybody could ever ask for. It's, it's, You're contributing something to yeah, society. Well, it's not even that. It's just like... If I were to walk past that person on the street, mm -hmm. in my head, I know that that person's day was a little bit better. Right. You know? And if there, there's just... That's something that, like, when I look at our, you know, whatever. When I look at our Instagram. When I look at mm -hmm. our fucking uh, RSS. Like, that's something that nobody will ever take away from me. As I look at x numbers and i'm like that person laughed today mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah, person's right, a, that right. person's a little more mm -hmm. okay because it has absolutely fucking... nothing to do with hitting 20 likes on a post yeah i don't it, give a fuck about it that. has everything yeah. to do with knowing that 20 people liked that post if if that makes right. any sense in the world you know what i'm saying that because like, in my head it's like 20 people liked it liked because it. they laughed uh -huh. And at least another five laughed that's and what just I'm, kept going that's about what I'm their saying. day. Yeah, you know, exactly. exactly. And that and that's all that any of us are trying to do at the end of the day. So, mm. um, for for all of the you know, Annas of the world and the uh, <laughs> you know Franks of the world and the Tylers of the world and the you know Baileys of the world and the LCs of the world and all these people uh, thrive on this shit just as much as we do. I, I mean, again, it's not about seeking validation. It's about giving your heart and your soul and you, frankly, Sasageo. your fucking life yeah. to providing joy to other people. Support those motherfuckers. You and know also, what I mean? for the people you just... Love on them back, dude. Yeah. That's all it takes. For just... the people you just listed now, not compared to everybody else that we could name, but like, just know that you have at least two fans. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. There's two people right. that are super excited for everything uh-huh. that you guys do. It's three hours past my bedtime, and I'm up here loving on y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's over here just like massaging the fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> the inputs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to give some final thoughts on the Woodman. Go for it. Um, I, one thing I do want to say. And I, I know I mentioned it earlier in the cast, um, but the uh, quote or the uh, short line for this movie, as some of you uh, cinephiles would call it, is when you think you know, you don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really beautiful way to surmise this movie. I think that... I I definitely walked into this thinking that it was going to be a completely different movie it's than it was. It's 100% accurate. By like leaps and bounds, I thought this movie was going to mm. be completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know that I have anything else to add beyond that because again, I just feel like that was what the whole fucking point was. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I feel like you think you know, you don't. <laughs> stupid and that's where the fear is um i can't wait for you guys to see the final girl in this movie mm-hmm. i can't wait for you guys to see some of the performances in this movie um yeah yeah that's all i got for you man well thank you guys for joining us we're at creeks and cracks and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night